Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Are you feeling impatient? Have you got a short fuse? Do you lack tolerance with others? There are lots and lots of things that can make us feel frustrated and impatient. So wanting problems to be fixed is absolutely natural. But how we act while we are going through whatever it is that is making us feel impatient is the key to whether we find peace and joy in our lives. You might think it impossible when you are going through struggles in your life to experience any peace and joy. It can seem just completely elusive. But one of the things that may be standing in your way of finding these things might be impatience. So given the uncertainties that life presents, for everybody, but especially for women who are impacted by abusive relationships, this episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs not only looks at why it's so important to learn to cultivate patience, but how to do this. So patience is a key to transforming your life from one of unhappiness to one of joy. So let's open the door on today's episode. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Each episode, I try to canvas a topic that will either help you if you are still caught in a cycle of abuse or that will help you rebuild your life after leaving an abusive relationship. And each time that I create an episode, there is some type of inspiration that I have had that has given me the prompt to talk about a certain subject. This week has been a doozy and not in a bad way, but in a good way, because there's been so much inspiration coming my way that I wasn't left scratching my head wondering what to share with you this week. There was no shortage of things that I could potentially be talking about, but I was looking at all the topics that had stemmed from many sources that would be the right one to share with you on this episode. And as I speak, I can see that there is a very important topic to share with you that is at the heart of the cycle of abuse, and that is the aim of the abusive person to take away your freedom of choice. And that's a really frustrating place to be when you feel as though you have no choice to do anything. So here I'm prattling on about being spoiled for choice in what to talk about today and this gives me you know the knowledge that I have a conscious choice to make about choosing a topic and in the past doing that making that choice would have kept me frozen by uncertainty 
and would have made me feel stressed and I would have felt very triggered, very easily triggered. So I'm going to get to what we're going to talk about and we've already explored it in the introduction. Just bear with me, okay, because this is about patience. So given what I went through in the abusive relationship that I was in where I had no control of outside destructive events that were happening to me, it became my norm to bunker down more and more and more just to try and avert the next disaster. So the way that we react and respond to our experiences will be what we feel that we need to do to keep ourselves safe. Safety is key. Safety is very important. So when presented with choices, you know, that I didn't believe I had any real power um, at the end of the day because my fate, my destiny was in someone else's hands. So you know that feeling and you may have experienced this too, that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Well, that pretty much sums up the way that I felt during that period of my life. This became my norm, which meant that choices, I didn't like being faced with choices because when I had choices, I didn't trust that there was going to be a good outcome for me. So doing things that um, that people who didn't have my hang-ups because they hadn't been through years of having their fate in someone else's hand, hands, that um, normal things like making choices like future planning, like setting goals, all these things that normal people would be doing in their life, they all became really unfamiliar to me and I no longer felt safe trying to do those things so I stopped doing those things and then you know when I got to a point where I had left that relationship I needed to look at healing my life and part of healing my life was actually looking at making choices again and getting proactive in making choices. And there's quite a few things that needed to happen for me to be able to do this. So I want to talk to you a bit about what healing that healing looked like for me because if you're anything like me, because this is not about me, I'm only using my own experiences as an example in the hope that it is going to help you to heal your life too. So um, so let's have a, a talk about that because um, if you're anything like me, the insecurities of your past experiences will be clouding over your confidence to do the things that you fear. So as a survivor of an abusive relationship, I could be forgiven and you could be forgiven too if you just live the rest of your life within the boundaries of your comfort zone. But the truth is that there are things that will be keeping your life small if you do this. 
there are so many things that I would miss out on and that you will miss out on if you stay within the boundaries of your comfort zone. So knowing this and not fully understanding it, but knowing this, I made conscious choices to do things that I could only do if I stepped outside of my comfort zone, even though it was frightening for me, even though there were no guarantees of what the outcomes would be when I did this. But I knew that where I was at that time that there were many unhealthy aspects to my life so long as I lived within the boundaries of my comfort zone. So healing takes place outside of your comfort zone and it's really under it's really important for you to understand that that's where healing takes place. So yes, it's important to do things in a way that helps you to feel safe and secure. So don't push yourself to a point where it's going to really traumatise you. It's all about taking small, manageable steps. And as you take those small, manageable steps, over time, as you go through that process, you will get that transformation. But as much as I'd love to tell you that for me it's all been sweetness and light, that it's all been effortless and everything has run smoothly since I made the decision, since I chose to do things that took me out of my comfort zone, that wouldn't be the truth, okay? So, in you know, in those times where I have really struggled, wondering if I should have stopped striving I've needed to have the right mindset to keep going. If I didn't have the right mindset, then I would give up and I would stay within the boundaries of my comfort zone. So again, it comes down to choice. It comes down to a conscious choice. And I had to choose the way that I thought about the things that were causing me pain in my life. I had to choose to have the right attitude to give me the strength I needed to persevere. Otherwise, I would have given up. Now, I don't know if you know of a woman called Joyce Meyer. I have actually mentioned her before in other episodes Um, And the reason that I bring her up is because she's played a really instrumental part in me cultivating the right emotional outlook to be able to go to work on healing myself and healing my life. So she's a minister and years ago I listened to a series and this is when I was still really in the thick of it with that cycle of abuse I hadn't yet managed to find a way to make a definitive break in that relationship I was still in that revolving door relationship where um, he would wear me down until I had no nothing left in reserve and 
he would make me second guess my better judgment and he would make me weaken and make me feel guilty and all of those things that keep women in that cycle of abuse and um, then he'd push his foot back in the door and then we'd go through the same cycle of things happening, things escalating. There'd be that honeymoon period that would be very short-lived and then there would be another incident. So um, in the background, while this was happening, I had turned back to my faith and I had come across a series which was an audio series, okay, and this audio series was by Joyce Meyer. And listening to this series on emotional healing and the teachings that she gave in the series, they gave me so much strength that I needed in that period of being in survival mode, the things that I needed so that I could actually look at myself and get some power back, even though there were so many elements of things that I couldn't control in my life at that time, what I could do is I could work on my mindset. And in doing that, it helped me to stay sane and it helped me. Now I'm a person of faith and um, having that faith in God restored at that time because there's been many times where, you know, I've spent time saying, you know, why, God, why, you know, why am I having to go through so many hardships in my life? Why do I have all of this pain and this suffering in my life? Why, why, why? So that then made me second guess my faith journey and then I would go into struggling in my own strength um, and feeling, you know, bitter and angry and resentful because of all of the bad things that were happening in my life. But listening to Joyce Meyer and this series on emotional healing, it helped to restore my faith that God somehow, and I didn't know how, and it wasn't going to help me to ask why because there are mysteries that we'll never know the answers to, but that I needed to start to restore my faith that God somehow works all things together for good. So, and I can quite honestly say that I may not have 100% believe that then. But what that did with me being conscious about having this restored faith that somehow God was going to work all of this stuff that was horrible stuff that was happening in my life, somehow he was going to work all of that together for some good. And what that did is it gave me hope. And you can do so much in your life when you have hope. So that can help you keep going. It can help you to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again, that you have hope that somehow God is going to work everything that's happening in your life, everything that has happened in your life is going to work all of that together for some good. 
So it's really good when you're going through all these struggles and strains to actually look at yourself and at what you can do, how you can grow from this experience. So getting back to hope, hope is the cup that you need to drink from when you are despairing and feeling as though it is mission impossible to have any good fruit come from the seeds of hopelessness that you're feeling. So Joyce Meyer has been an inspiration to millions of people all around the world. Her ministry was born from her misery. So she was a victim of child abuse and child sexual abuse by her own father. Her wounds were so deep that she could be forgiven for retreating from life. She could be forgiven if she never had trust in another man in her life again. But instead, her wounds became her wisdom and she has helped so many people to get free from the pain and the suffering that is holding them back from living their life to the fullest. And this is this is where God can work all things together for good because the good is life and the good is having the ability to live your life to the fullest and when you're living a full life that means that you're going to be experiencing things like inner peace things like joy and it doesn't mean that you are going to have the picture perfect life but it means that you're going to be able to experience those things no matter what is going on in your life no matter what struggles you're going through so Joyce, she was my lifeline during that very dark period in my life and she became an inspiration to me to create this resource, Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, for women to support them with the challenges they face. It made such an impact on my life to be able to put in some headphones and listen to somebody who was building me up and building my life up rather than tearing my life down as was happening in my external world with everything that was going on, with the struggles, with the strains, with the problems that I was facing. Now, I just want to say that I don't know where your faith lies, but for me, and I believe everybody has a right to have their own belief system. So I'm not here preaching to you, okay? I'm sharing with you what my faith is. For me, God has been part of my life since I was a little girl. And no matter where that path has led me, and I tell you, it has not been a straight path. There has been lots of zigzagging on this path. There's been lots of going off in one direction and another direction. But I know that this faith 
journey that I have been on has been the thing that has given me the hope that I needed in the darkest times of my life. So faith is very important, very important. So whatever your belief is in having something that is outside of yourself so you don't stay in a state of feeling as though all your struggles need that you're the only one who is going to be able to carry you through because that is exhausting and I have been there because I've done that so many times and it's so challenging to go from you know everything's happening to me to going into doing mode and you're just doing 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 striving in your own strength knowing that there is a god that is somehow working all this stuff together for some good in your life is the thing that gives me hope and when i have hope then it lightens me up. I no longer feel as though I am striving and struggling completely 100% in my own strength, which is just exhausting, so depleting, and is something that leads to things like frustration and impatience. So I heard Joyce say something recently, and I knew when I heard it that I had to share it with you because if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling impatient because your life is falling short of what you had hoped, what you had hoped for or what you had anticipated, then this will give you the remedy to cure your impatience and frustration that is destroying your peace and robbing you of your joy. So this is what she said. She said, trials mixed with waiting develops impatience. Did I say that? I said that 100% wrong then. So I'm going to say it again. <laughs> trials mixed with waiting develops patience. Okay. And patience is the ability to wait with a good attitude. So let me say this again because the first time I mucked it up and the second time I got it right, but I think this needs to be said a few times for it to start sinking in because it's really, really just absolute gold, okay? So trials, trials which we all experience, mixed with, so you need to throw this into the mix, you need to develop patience because trials in life are unavoidable sometimes. We all are going to have to deal with them. So what do we have to do? We have to develop patience. So why is it so important to develop patience? Because patience gives us the ability to wait with a good attitude. So what? why is that important? You know, what does it mean and how can you apply this to make a difference in your life, to make a real difference in your life. So I want you to imagine for a minute how different your life might look if you were able to develop the ability to wait with a good attitude. So I'm not able to promise you that if you follow my advice that you will have a life free from pain and suffering. I can't promise you that. 
But imagine if you are able to go through times of pain and suffering in your life with the right attitude, an attitude that helps you to feel a sense of inner peace, an attitude that helps you to choose happiness every possible chance you get. So when you learn to cultivate the ability to be patient through your trials, through your tribulations, then you free yourself up. You truly free yourself up to choose to do more with your life because all of that energy that is going otherwise into impatience, into frustration, that is holding you back. It is robbing you of feeling peace, of experiencing joy in your life. So developing patience is a skill that will ultimately bring you freedom. So this has been a massive lesson for me and one that I have to say I'm still on that journey. I am not picture perfect when it comes to cultivating patience it is still something that I am working on and you know the way that we know what lessons we need to learn in life becomes apparent becomes clear because life will keep giving us things that will give us the opportunity to learn that lesson and there are constantly lessons and opportunities there when it comes to patience every single day. And, you know, I don't think my life is any different to your life where there'll be something that'll crop up in your day that'll be an opportunity for you to practice patience. And just, you know, quite frankly, I'm a now person. So that means that I'm quite driven and that means that patience is not my default. It is something I need to work on. So what I mean by I'm a now person is that if I talk about doing something with someone, pretty much the second we stop talking about doing that thing, I spring into action and I start doing whatever it is that is needed to get that thing accomplished. That's what I mean by being a now person. And so being patient to see things have the time that they need to fully develop is really challenging for me. I get those, you know, seeds you know, I get that whole process of growth that, you know, there are stages to growth. So, you know, I understand that seeds first need to be planted, then they need time to germinate before the seedling pokes its little head through the soil. And then again, it takes more time for that seedling to develop, to grow into a plant that is ready to produce good fruit. And we are no different to this but being an our person I kind of expect that I should be able to grab the fruit off pretty much you know within five minutes of me saying yep let's do this I have a tendency to want to hurry the process up so what happens because I have a tendency to want to hurry the process up 
is I get impatient with the process. And what happens then is that leads to me being frustrated. It leads to me having a short fuse, you know, tapping my foot. Why isn't this happening? You know, I thought it'd be happening by now. All of those things stem from me not allowing the process to have the appropriate amount of time for it to fully develop. So not only, so that's my my predisposition that I need to work on constantly. So, but there's also the added thing for everybody. You might not be an hour person. You might take things in your stride, you know, more than I do. But we live in a society that is driven by instant gratification. In the Western world, we have just about everything that we need at our fingertips. We have electricity. That means that we can turn lights on at the flick of a switch or we can cook a meal by just turning a knob on the stovetop. We've got the, the internet that allows us to do so much within like a nanosecond. You know, we're, we're able to shop online, we're able to access information, we can be entertained, it helps us to connect with others. It even allows us to work and study from home all within a nanosecond. All of this is just there for us to tap into. We've got supermarkets or grocery stores that always have everything that we need on hand for us to stay well-fed, to help us to keep our environment clean and hygienic. We've got fresh running water that comes out of our taps. We have fast food outlets. So this allows us to not even have to get in the car and go anywhere to be able to get ready-made meals. At the click of a few tabs, you know, again with the internet, our food can be delivered to us. We have so much available to us that requires very little effort for us to be able to access it. And what this does is it conditions us to have this expectation that everything in life should come to us this way. And we forget that there is a process in all of those things. So even though we're able to get the lights turned on at the flick of a switch, what's happened in order for that electricity to be accessible to us? There's been a process and that process is very detailed and there's a lot of work that's gone into that process to enable us to be able to do that. Or what about, you know, shopping online, the internet, I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. It just, the internet seems like magic to me, that we are able to do so much with technology just blows my mind. But what it's done is it's conditioned us. So we have been set up with preconceived expectations that having everything come to us instantaneously with little effort is normal. So that means that when we're, you know, on the flip side of real life where there are real problems, there are real struggles, 
there are things that will challenge us that we can't just flick that switch and make that problem just automatically disappear like we're going to have to engage and it's going to require work and there's probably changes that we're going to have to make to be able to solve that problem. That's real. That's the real world. But because we are conditioned to think that everything is just going to be instantaneous, that leads to frustration, that leads to impatience and when it comes to real-life problems. So why can you know, I just want to ask you, can you see why learning to cultivate patience is one of the most important life skills you can ever wish to acquire? You need this skill to counteract this preconceived expectation that we have that everything should be instantaneous and we you know we need to understand that we're never guaranteed outcomes with so many things in our life so why go through life angry and upset because we cannot secure outcomes it's really important to make peace with that and if you can't make peace with that you are going to be held back in life by frustration and impatience. We're living in a time of great uncertainty and this uncertainty has come to pass because we as a species have depleted the world of some of the natural resources that are absolutely vital to sustain life for the long term. So this is a time of great concern because the fate of our future lies in our ability to make some radical changes in a short period of time. So this is not the time for complacency. And when I say practice patience and wait, it does not mean sit on your hands and do nothing. But you need to have that sense of peace and that comes from practicing patience without patience impatience can lead to hysteria which is a really dangerous place to be because that's when you become hysterical you lose control and you have no peace of mind so your mind gets clouded and you can't think straight when you're feeling um, hysterical and this can then make it impossible for you to access rational clear thinking once you get to that place like you really need to come back down quite a few levels to come to a place of calm rational thinking again so if you've ever been hysterical and when I talk about this type of thing I'm never making any judgments on anybody because I've actually been there okay and it helps me to understand what it is to be hysterical. It helps me to understand these levels that I'm talking about. But And I come not as some, you know, psychology expert. I come as a person with lived experience. So I really emphasise that in all of my episodes that I come from a place of lived experience. And if anything that I have learned along the way that has helped me to heal, I'm so happy to share this with you. And if this helps you to heal, then that is absolutely amazing. So... Um, I do research on 
all of the things that I share with you. I don't just come from this place of, well, you know, I'm an expert because I've lived this. It's also coming from this place of a very well understood um, way of dealing with these problems. These are, you know, recommendations that other people also make because they do have that um, that expertise with that training. So because I want to be able to validate that and say this is not my opinion, this is this is actual, you know, like good practical steps that you can take that will help you. So I want to just share with you and get vulnerable for a second because I remember one time very vividly where I became really hysterical in front of my children. It's not a proud moment in my life and it's something that I've had to make peace with because it was one of my absolute lowest points. It was such a completely disempowering place to be and, you know, and not you know, I would never wish for my children to have seen me in that state. Um, I remember being so weighed down by the fear of my ex-partner coming after me and my children and the weight of not knowing how to create an absolute certainty of a way forward that would guarantee that we would be safe. Um, I was so disempowered at that time I felt so disempowered that I literally I lay down on the floor and I curled up into fetal position and I I was just I was unable to speak I literally just started to shut down and I didn't know how I was going to get up from that place and I did get up but my goodness I, I stayed down for but, you know, I th it, I don't know how long, but it was at least half an hour that I was just pretty much non-compassmented. So, you know, like my kids couldn't get through to me. I, you know, I, I was shutting down. And that was probably the closest that I've ever come to having a complete nervous breakdown. So, you know, I, I'm happy to share these types of memories with you these experiences um and let you know you know that there's been more than one dark day in my life you know where the darkest of dark thoughts you know they've plagued me and you know I have contemplated ending it all I have contemplated doing that you know I've felt at those times I'd convinced myself that I was a waste of space and that everyone would be far better off without me. Thank God I never caved into those feelings of hopelessness and despair, but I have been there. I have been there. So if you've been there too, know that you're not alone, okay, and um, hopefully knowing that somebody else you know, has also been through those things and has bounced back from that and is now in a really happy place in life where I do feel at peace with my life, that hopefully that'll give you some hope that you can heal from even the darkest times in your life. 
Now, we often can't ever feel understood, you know, or understand rather, you know, why we've been through something. We may wonder why, why has this happened? And it's really not a great place to dwell. So rather than ask why, try and stop asking why and ask what there might be for you to learn by going through that time time of suffering in your life could it be that there is an opportunity for you to learn the skill of patience or could it be that there is an opportunity for you to learn to become resilient or could it be that there is an opportunity for you to learn to love and value yourself more Or could it be that there's an opportunity for you to learn to create healthy boundaries in your life? Or could it be that there is an opportunity for you to stop beating yourself up? So in other words, could it be that there's an opportunity for you to be more compassionate with yourself? Could it be that there's an opportunity for you to understand that you choose your mindset and that everything else will flow from that? Okay, we're going to leave off this week's episode here, but tune in again to the next episode, episode 98, for the second part of this particular topic, which is about how you can cultivate more patience in your life to help you to experience more freedom, more happiness, more inner peace, all of those things that are so important to live a rich and rewarding life. I'll see you back here next week for the rest of the episode with tips on how to be more patient. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another 
and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.